Here at Doxedo Bloom, we're excited about making disciples who impact the city and nations. We hope you enjoy today's message. So today we are continuing with our series called The Beautiful One. We are in week three. Now the thing with beauty is whenever we behold beauty or we are faced um, uh, with beauty or in the presence of beauty, it demands a response from us. Uh, if you can imagine the, the first time you see a beautiful nature scene, uh, you immediately want to take a photo of it or you want to respond in some way or you want to shout or just say, wow. I remember the first time I saw my wife, I looked at my roommate and I said, whoa, there's a response whenever we are in the presence of beauty. Now, in the same way, whenever we truly discover who Jesus is, it demands a response from us. And the only appropriate response is when we really see who God is, is worship. We respond in worship. Now, today I want to tell you about a story uh, or about a lady by the name Mary from Bethany um, and how she responded in worship when she understood who this Jesus is, um, that she came face to face. And so the story just goes that Jesus was sitting at a table with a whole bunch of men there, and then in comes this lady. Her name is Mary. And then she does a very, very beautiful thing, but it's also a very weird thing that she did. And so Mark chapter 14, verses 3 to 9, is where we are reading from today. And so it goes on that this woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. So this was a very expensive perfume that they probably imported all the way from India. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Now, when we read that, let's be honest, that's weird. I mean, none of us read that and think, well, that's pretty normal. We've all done that. No, this is extremely weird what she does. But that's actually so beautiful. It's like this lady, she doesn't know how to express her love to Jesus. She's just confronted with how much she loves this Jesus, and she wants to express it in a certain way, and she doesn't know what to do, and so she takes what's most valuable to her, a jar of perfume, and washes his head with it to, to anoint him. Now, I don't know if you've ever felt like that. Um, I'm sure if you've ever been in love, you would know that feeling where you say to another person, Words cannot express the way that I feel about you. I've done some very weird things for my wife because you don't know how to express yourself and we, and we start doing uh, some crazy stuff, just like this lady actually did here. I don't know if you've ever felt like that before God. Uh, I sometimes feel like that when I, when I read my Bible and I just find something that's really amazing for me. And I just literally slam the table and shout because I get so excited. And I think if anyone else saw me, they'd think that it's really, really weird. Um, sometimes I love running and then just taking a walk and just praying to God. And I get very excited sometimes and I just have a sense of going down on my knees and bowing, but then when I'm on my knees, I feel like this is not enough. I need to do something even weirder to just show God how much I love Him. Not saying that we have to be weird, but just sometimes we can't help it. And then I go all the way down until my forehead touches the ground, and then I'm full of mud because I'm sweating, and I think people driving past think I'm weird, and I just pretend like I'm stretching or something like that. But sometimes we do weird things just to worship God, and I think when God looks at that, He's not concerned about whether we're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. He's more concerned about our authentic heart to worship Him. And that's what this lady was doing. She wasn't concerned about what was custom. She was just concerned about showing Jesus how much she loved Him. 
Now, in this room, when this lady did this very weird thing and this beautiful thing, there were two responses. There was the response from the men sitting around the table, and then there was the, res the response that Jesus gave. And so in verse 4, uh, we pick up the story further. Some of those present were saying indignantly to her, why this waste of perfume? Why waste all of this perfume? Verse 5, it could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. And so these guys, they get technical about the correctness of her worship. They're totally missing the point. They want to have a discussion about what should have been done with this perfume. And it's quite interesting. Jesus looks at them and he knows they're just full of it because they never pull out the poor card. I mean, they've had all of that time to be concerned about the poor, which they usually are not. And now all of a sudden they pull out the poor card. And then Jesus rebukes them uh, also, and we'll get to that. But I wonder, like, why? what was their problem with her worship? Why did they get so technical? And I think probably it was because they felt condemned or convicted they saw the way that this lady worshipped and loved Jesus, and they probably felt a little bit convicted, knowing that they would never be able to do something like that and, and show that kind of passion. And they tried to justify it. And I think we often do the same thing as Christians. I so often speak to, to young Christians that, that, that I just feel that sometimes love criticizing other churches just way too much. We love to criticize the way that other churches sometimes worship. I mean, we maybe say something like, you know, that church is ridiculous with their little candles and their robes and their, their silence and, and they're boring. Maybe they're boring to you, but maybe to them. It's just doing something. They don't know how to express their love for Jesus and they're doing it in a way that they think is fit and honoring to God. Another thing I often hear is about that church is just about the numbers. Have you ever consider, uh, considered that maybe God looks at that church and sees their radical passion to see this, the lost getting saved and how they're actually worshiping God, but they're just doing it in a different way than maybe that what you used to. And maybe sometimes the times when someone else's worship seems very weird to us or just it, it confronts us in some way. Maybe someone else's worship has confronted you, so someone else in your own church, their passion. Maybe it's because there's a bit of a conviction and God is actually calling you to learn from that person and to start to worship him in a new way as you behold who this beautiful Jesus is. Now in verse 6, Jesus responds to what was happening. And it's, he says, leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. She has done a beautiful thing to me. She did a beautiful thing for the beautiful one. Now, this response that Jesus gave, he saw her heart. He wasn't concerned about the form or the technicalities of her worship. He saw her heart. And this makes me think a lot about this rock that my boy Caleb painted for me. He did this when he was about three years old. He's four years old now. Now, when you look at this rock, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, we hope that Caleb is good at sports because he's definitely not an artist. I mean, you might think that this is, um, you know, this isn't even good for a three-year-old. And maybe you're right. But I look at this rock and I think, wow, this is a masterpiece because he did it for me. 
I remember the day when he came home after doing this, and on this, uh, the teacher wrote, my dad rocks, which I thought is very punny. Um, and I, I remember the day when he came home and he says, Dad, I've got something for you. Those little eyes just showing this rock to me. And he was just so expectant of the response that I'll give. He was so excited to come and give this thing to me because he wanted to show me that he loves me. And I saw his heart, not the art. Now, it's the same way I believe with God. God is after our hearts. He's not concerned with the form or the way that we worship sometimes. A lot more with our hearts when we come and worship Him. Now the next verse, Jesus, He goes on and He says, She did what she could. She took the perfume. She didn't know how to express her love for Jesus. And so she did what she could. She took what she had and says, Jesus, I want to honor you. I want to bless you with this thing. This is what I have. This is what I give. This is what I have. And this is what I give. Maybe you've got something that you can also bring to God. I think so often we are so concerned with what other people are bringing to Jesus and the way that other people honor him and worship him. Instead, we should be looking at what we have and what we can bring to Jesus. You know what you do have? Uh, if you look down, you know, sometimes we should stop looking around and just start looking down at what do we have. God has given you a personality. Maybe you're weird like Mary from Bethany. Maybe you should honor God with that weirdness. Maybe you are the most spectacularly unspectacular person. You're the most normal person there is. Well, then honor God with that being normal um, with whatever God made you. He's given you certain talents and he's given you a particular personality. And he wants you to bring that and worship him with that. If you behold this beautiful one, you bring beautiful things to him. And the most beautiful thing you can bring to God is yourself. It's just bringing yourself. Other things that God has given all of us is time. Maybe there's time that God has given you. God has given you something like friendship, which is like a commodity that you can give other people, worshiping Jesus by saying, my friendship does not belong to me. I'm going to worship Jesus by giving it to anyone that wants it. You've got resources, not only financial resources, but we all have other resources. Like maybe if you've got a house, maybe you should invite people over, say, I want to worship Jesus even with all of my resources, not only financially, but with everything I have. This is what I have, and this is what I bring. If you behold the beautiful one, we also bring beautiful things to God, and God sees our heart. It doesn't have to come in a particular way or form or shape. God looks at our authentic hearts as we worship Him. Now, I want to pray for us, but before I pray, I want us to do something weird. So just like this lady did a very weird thing, breaking open a, a jar of perfume, pouring it on Jesus' head, I want us to take a moment and do something weird. I want you just quickly to cup your hands like that. Because I want to say a simple prayer of saying, Jesus, this is what I have, this is what I bring. This is what I have, this is what I give. So just cup your hands where you're sitting right now. The person next to you is already doing it, so you can do it now. And if you're sitting alone, watching in the computer, I know it's weird, but no one's watching, so you might as well do it. And just bear with me. I'm speaking into a camera here, so I'm also being weird, so you can do it with me. Just quickly cup your hands, and let's pray that Jesus, maybe there's something that the Holy Spirit is convicting you right now, that you know there's something, there's a way in which I need to start expressing myself and bringing it to Jesus, because Jesus sees my heart. It's not about the way or the shape of the form of my worship, but about my heart. Lord Jesus, we come together as a church family, 
And you know each one of us, God. You know the way that you've made each one of us unique, and you love us, each one of us, uniquely. God, but we want to respond to your beauty, God, because we also want to do beautiful things to you, just like Mary from Bethany did uh, to you also, God. We want to do beautiful things to you and for you, Jesus. And so we want to say together as a church, this is what I have, and this is what I give. This is what I have, and this is what I give. Jesus, I pray that I'll have the courage to give all of me to you every day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Make sure that you get connected to this family on mission by joining us at one of our Sunday services.